0: Hi friends! On this episode of Make Out Already, we're descending into the underworld and sliding right into Daddy Hades' lap. We're recapping Neon Gods by Katie Roberts, the first in the Dark Olympus series of spicy, contemporary retellings of Greek myths. We talk a little about Roberts' Wicked villain series, which is in the same universe as Dark Olympus, and her Taboo series. I also bring a little of my mythology knowledge and recommend another descent myth you should check out. And Meg shares some mythology book recommendations and a tarot deck we're keeping an eye out for. Quick note that my audio sounds a little different because I did not plug my headset into my computer. It's not too distracting, but you might notice the difference. Now let's get into this exhibitionist dark romance. Spoilers ahead! (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Is this the first time that we've seen each other since the airport? Uh, Probably. I think so. Yeah. So Meg and I were just in New York visiting our friend Tracy, friend of the pod, and our friend Alex, another friend of the pod. Right. And we had a very fun, very hot, lots of walking time there. Mm-hmm. With lots of mask wearing. Um, yes, and ate a lot of yummy vegan food.
1: When we say hot, we don't necessarily mean in like the sexy way. Yeah, <laughs> like we kind of mean the temperature way.
0: Yeah. Um, every time that we were going anywhere. I specifically would ask, uh, how much further, where is this place? And (laughs) Alex or Tracy would say, not that far. It's right over there. And then two miles later, we we were still walking. It's like, (laughs) I am too suburban for this. (laughs) I need you to put the distances in suburban distance. Measurements. (laughs) Yeah, suburban measurements.
1: Yeah, I think we both realized that we're, we are soft and we like comfort <laughs> and space because yeah. I was feeling that way. And then you said something about it and I was like, thank God. <laughs> it's not just
0: me. Yeah. I, I felt like a little bitch. And when I was a kid, I lived in New York for gosh, was it, I think it was four years. And mm-hmm. I always romanticized it as a kid and I wanted to move back to New York. And then as, as an adult, the times that I visited, I thought, this is such a fun city and I don't think that I could live here because I am too soft and I would not be able to figure out the subway. <laughs> but Tracy was a great host and yes,
1: Alex was a great tour guide. And you can listen to them do a dramatic reading of a romance <laughs> scene, if you like, in our Queens of the Naked Mile episode. Mm -hmm. they did an excellent job with that yeah so this is unrelated but in our city I found a place that does permanent bracelets oh that welds them onto your arm and apparently it's like if you needed to get it off you could use scissors and Mm -hmm. cut it basically to get it off because it's a it's a fine band but I'm trying to finagle someone to do this with me (laughs) No, this is is my ask. Yeah, Tracy has one.
0: Okay. Um, let me think about it because I'm not, I don't really wear bracelets, I just wear my Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. So it would be like going from zero to a (laughs) hundred. Have Ben do it.
1: Yeah, he would do it, but We already have matching jewelry. I want to do it with somebody else. Let, let me think about it. Sure, you ruminate on it. You let me know. Okay,
0: so another set of people who probably down the line have some matching jewelry.
1: <laughs> Very smooth segue. No, hey. not at all. Not whatsoever.
0: Are <laughs> Hades and Persephone from the Katie Robert myth retelling, Neon Gods.
1: And you have read quite a few more pieces by her, correct? This is the only piece of hers I've read.
0: I have. So I started with Neon Gods and I absolutely loved it. So I then moved on to... So book talk was really into her Wicked Villain series. So I went Mm -hmm. over that one and from that series I've read... Okay, so I'm not going to spoil any of the Wicked Villain series because I want you to read it so that we can discuss. But okay. um, the first one I read was A Worthy Opponent, which is Hook and Tinkerbell. And it's like Love. fairy tale characters and villains in a modern city working and uh, patronizing a sex club, a BDSM sex club.
1: So let me ask you this. Does the plot in any way reflect the plot of the Disney movies? Or is it just really not that related?
0: Of the ones that I have read, tangentially. Like I can see some of the parallels, but I I don't think that much. So So not
1: as closely related as Neon Gods is to... The no mythological stories I,
0: I think that those are more loose adaptations
1: mm, okay got it
0: so uh, a worthy opponent is hook and tink then i read the sea witch which is basically ursula ariel she changes the names a little bit so it's ursa zuriel and, I, and eric becomes alaric um mm-hmm. and they uh become a Threpple. wow yeah <laughs> um and then the one that I want you to read first from this series is Learn My Lesson, which is with Hades, mm. but not this book's Hades, um, Megara and Hercules.
1: In this weekend's karaoke sesh, we did Can't Say I'm in Love. So that's the Megara song mm. from Hercules. I, I have, have that downloaded. I Hercules
0: will- years.
1: I love it. It holds up. So I have that downloaded. I will I will read that next. And we can okay. talk about it.
0: And then I've also read her book under her Cat Taylor pseudonym called Forbidden Fling. and it's a novella. It's not a romance. it's an erotica. It's a daddy Kink book. I'm currently listening to another daddy kink book of hers that I don't know if it's a romance or not I don't know if the couple ends up together at the end but it's called my dad's best friend <laughs> 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 yeah not my thing but go ahead girl
1: so well uh, if you I want
0: more Katie Robert after this which you should she has a, an extensive back catalog
1: and I think that Neon Gods is a good gateway. We've gotten at least one of our mutual friends to listen to the audiobook because it's available on Spotify and it's like the actual recorded version of it. It's not bootleg either. So yeah. it's very low barrier of entry to listen. Yeah, the
0: Spotify version is confirmed by Katie Robert to be a legit copy. So it's not pirated.
1: Right. So. This is one of several Dark Olympus that are books that are planned, right?
0: Yes, this is the first one. The second one is going to be Electric Idol, which will be with Psyche and Eros, and the third one, I think, it's going to be Achilles, Patroclus, and Helen.
1: All right, we love to see it.
0: I think so. Uh- so
1: it took me a minute to sort of understand the structure of the dark Olympus world, but, um, I guess we'll kind of get into that as we talk about the plot here. So this one focuses on Hades and Persephone and it sort of roughly follows the same outline as the myth that you might know, but, um, in a different world. So dark Olympus is, has olympus as a city a modern city with modern conveniences it's split into the upper city and the lower city the upper city being like
0: magical about it
1: yeah it has like a feeling of gotham kind of i would say Mm -hmm. and so the upper city would be like olympus proper and the lower city would be more like the underworld they're divided by a river the sticks and um there's some kind of barrier that makes it difficult for the citizens of Olympus to leave, like somewhat physically difficult. Mm-hmm. And then it's also very difficult to cross the bridge from the upper city to the lower city without an invitation. So there is some kind of a mystical element and um, we meet a lot of gods and goddesses that we would recognize aren't necessarily deities a lot of the roles are titles that are either inherited through your family line or it's an elected and so there there could be a new zeus you know every generation um so they do tend to have a lot of the personality traits that you would think of in that deity so
0: there the 13 some of them i think just Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades are the legacy titles that are handed down like royalty. Right, exactly. Father to son. And then the other roles are elected. They're voted on by the citizens of Olympus. And all the names match up with mythology. And this Mm -hmm. comes to my one big grievance with this book is that I don't completely understand the world because there's at least one mention so the Greek gods is being right. the origin of the titles but if that's the case then you can assume that the Hades and Persephone myth exists and right that Hades would meet Persephone and they'd be like well this is kind of funny this is a thing. <laughs>
1: so that's my same grievance so we can just <laughs> Go ahead and get that out of the way, which is that it was very hard for me to wrap my mind around the structure of what was happening here. And I could kind of accept that, okay, the 13 is like the, the mm, council that rules the city and it is a little bit mob-like, but I can get down with this. But then they reference the gods and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: it's a little mob-like, it's a little, um, upper society, very Mm -hmm. glitzy and glamorous. And there are 13 in theory, but there are only 12 really, because Hades supposedly doesn't exist anymore. Like Hades is a myth. The title of Hades ended when the last Hades family line died out. And there's no Hera currently, because Zeus has gone through three wives mm-hmm. and has, is alleged to have killed each of them. And you yes. find out in the Wicked Villain series that he's also a rapist. So, oh, uh, God. yeah, Zeus in this book and really in mythology is a bad dude. Uh, and we can get into my thoughts about the Greek myths later. But uh, they... That's where the story picks up, where Demeter makes Persephone, her daughter, go to this party, and Persephone really doesn't want to be there. She hates these functions. She does not like being around Zeus. He makes her mad uncomfortable. And it turns out that it's her engagement party because Demeter has basically pimped her out to Zeus.
1: Surprise. Surprise, you're engaged to a monster. And Persephone's like, would my mom do this? And then she's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because she's ruthless and power hungry. Right. So she's like, I cannot marry him. I did not sign on for this. Nobody consulted me about this at all. I've got to get the fuck out of here.
0: And she's been planning on leaving once her trust fund
1: gets in her Right. Exactly. So she's very close with her sisters, but she realizes that she can't rely on them for help in escaping because she doesn't want to implicate them and have them suffer any consequences. So she just kind of starts running from the tower and, um, trying to, I guess, just put some distance between herself and that party and get her thoughts straight. And then she notices that there are a couple of guys tailing her. And they are Zeus's men and they're following her. And as she runs, they run and it's freaking her out a lot. Then she uh, gets to the river and it's at this point, she's been running for miles is totally cold. I don't even think she has shoes on anymore because she was wearing heels at the party. And she's like, all uh, my only choice is to either jump in this icy river or try to run across this bridge. I've never been to the lower city People say you can't go there, but that's my only option. So she starts running across the bridge, and it, it feels agonizing. <laughs> Whatever you know, magic is on that bridge. She's suffering as she's trying to get across, and then she sees a figure on the other side, and that is Hades, who she thought didn't exist anymore. Um, he invites her to go the rest of the way across the bridge and suddenly it becomes a lot less painful to make the journey and she sort of falls into his arms on the other side and he makes it clear to the guys that were chasing her the goons that um, they are not invited so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it would not be easy for them to cross
0: there's a treaty in place which is why he didn't just run to her because if he runs over to the other side of the city then it's war
1: right Right, so H- Hades' existence is kind of like this weird open secret amongst the elites. <laughs> like, yeah. I, well, I think the
0: that the thieves don't know about him.
1: Right, exactly. Like the the thirteen keep it hush hush that he's still alive and exists, and uh, Hades kind of plays into it to an extent because he wants Zeus to stay to his side and he wants to protect. His people that he sort of rules over on his side of the river so as soon as persephone gets across he's like all in black he's all hulking and he's all stern brunch daddy about everything so i'm pretty sure he throws her over his shoulder at this point because her feet are like messed up from running um and he's you know Spirits her away into his lair, essentially. So
0: he doesn't just spirit her away. He's like, he recognizes her from like the gossip magazines. Uh-huh. And he's like, and, and one of the dudes yells, That's Zeus's woman. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Well, she's mine now, and I'm going <laughs> to have fun with her. And he doesn't actually. Intend to do oh zoom just asked if I'm playing music zoom what a compliment (laughs) Uh,
1: wow that's high praise
0: (laughs) yeah so he doesn't actually plan to have his way with her he's just talking a big game but Persephone doesn't know that
1: right so she's a little freaked out but then he starts pretty gingerly like caring for her feet that are all mangled and like feeding her and you know, putting her in like a fluffy robe, or whatever. But like in a
0: mean way.
1: Yeah, he's like, "How could you run this far and not have a coat on? How could you do this to your feet?" He's, he's like, mad that she's not taking care of herself appropriately. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly tender, but um, he pretty much intends to try to return her to where she belongs. The next day. It was sort of an impulse for him to invite her across. He was worried about her safety. She was obviously freaked the fuck out. But then they sort of come to an arrangement. Persephone's like, I don't want to go back there, and I definitely don't want to marry Zeus. I want to get the fuck out of here. And the only way that he's going to lose interest in me is if I'm no longer this pretty prize that he wants anymore and Hades wants to keep his persona strong of like being this villain essentially um this sexual deviant who has these um like erotic sex parties public sex parties in his basement that are invited only
0: the know about.
1: yeah the only the elites know about and to you know keep protecting his portion of the city Uh, with his reputation so they come to an arrangement that he's going to sort of defile her image um, and it will benefit both of them and then she can properly leave the city without being pursued Um, but it needs to be real
0: yeah it's a fake relationship but
1: it needs to be real enough that um, there's no question That she has been defiled or whatever in Zeus's eyes. So they're going to have to go all the way. They're going to have to do the public sex thing.
0: Because that's Hades's whole kink. And he is known for public sex. So no one's going to believe that they're actually in a relationship if she does not partake in his favorite thing.
1: Which is public sex. Yeah. Public sex. So they do that. So they do that. (laughs) They do that. I don't the middle part of the book I don't have a lot to offer in terms of the plot but I know that it's like very sweet in terms of like they're kind of working through levels of intimacy and trust with each other um, slowly introducing Persephone like to the concept of these different kinks that she finds that she can like get into in different ways and to certain extents and um, just becoming like genuinely enamored with one another and for Persephone enamored with the lower city he keeps the streets you know near the river that could be seen looking kind of shitty but the rest of the city is uh, historical and seemingly thriving so she's like very into that as well uh they get a dog three dogs Cerberus what was the other ones that she named Cerberus um is it Silla and Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed when they went to like the public market area and she was like, oh, Hades's people really love him and he he knows all the businesses and knows all the business owners and everyone's very protective of him. Right. And they go to that shelter, and I don't know if it's a shelter or a pet shop but I
1: think it's a pet shop
0: yeah they go to a pet shop and there's three dogs there and Hades is like we we can't get a dog and it takes very little cajoling from Persephone (laughs) for him to be like we'll take all three
1: (laughs) (laughs) they just they they find a lot in each other to respect as far and admire as far as their skills they surprise each other a lot with their interests and reactions to things and of course like the sexual chemistry is just rocking so it it eventually turns to a point where they're like sort of counting down the days until Persephone is supposed to leave the city with this sort of sense of dread because Persephone doesn't want to throw away her plans in order to just be someone's wife because that's what she was trying to get away from with Zeus Mm -hmm. and Hades wants her to have what she wants but they love each other they
0: do love each other
1: yeah so things are going pretty good until Zeus starts to make moves
0: Zeus starts to make moves and Demeter threatens to cut off the food supply to the lower city which is something that Hades has a contingency plan for. He has kind of saved up resources over the years to make sure that if anyone cuts him off in from Olympus that he'll still have enough for his people to get by for a while. Uh, So that's one way that the original myth plays in because if you're familiar with the Hades and Persephone myth when Persephone descends into the underworld her mother Demeter who is the goddess of the harvest gets really sad and she basically like goes on strike Mm -hmm. goes on strike slash is in such mourning and such depression that she just can't do anything so everything becomes barren and that is the ancient Greek origin of the seasons right um and um if you are interested in mythology and have heard this myth but want to see other versions of it i would suggest you look into the myth of inanna um who was a sumerian goddess and she descends into the underworld to visit her sister ereshkigal Mm. and that's a really interesting take on the descent myth
1: okay okay I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. She basically, um,
0: Inanna goes to pay her respects for Ereshkigal's dead husband who kind of died because of her. Whoops. And, <laughs> and she has to go th- through all the gates of the underworld and each gate of the underworld she has to give up a piece of her regalia. And she's like, "What? what is the meaning of this? And she's told the ways of the underworld are perfect, Inanna. And they will not be questioned. And then... She gets speared by a meat hook. And oh, God. she had her own backup plan for how she was going to get out of the underworld. And that plan goes in place. And then when she returns, her husband is like way too happy for her supposedly being dead. So
1: oh, no. she sent him
0: to the underworld because someone has to go in his place. And then <laughs> there's, there's something, there's a direct parallel there to the season myth. So, mm. and then, well, oh gosh, there is some other really big thing about the story that I needed to go back to. So mm-hmm. Zeus killed Hades's parents. That was the big thing that was- Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess in order to try to consolidate his power and maybe some other things that we'll find out in other books from other reasons- uh, Zeus killed Hades' parents in a fire mm-hmm. and, Hades, and tried to
0: kill Hades and tried
1: to yeah. kill Hades he lived but he is covered with scars as a result of his injuries and he's kind of leaned into that as part of his villain image and embellished the scars with um, tattoos to kind of reclaim uh, those yeah indeed So Demeter is making those threats about the food supply to the lower city. And then Zeus ups the ante by essentially threatening Persephone's younger sister. And similar to what happened with Persephone, her younger sister is running through the city, being chased by Zeus's goons, tries to cross the bridge um Hades and Persephone have gotten word of what's happening there on the other side they see what's happening she's stumbling she's not gonna make it the goon is like approaching her with a knife I think or a gun or something he's he's threatening her life imminently so Hades runs across to get her and save her from imminent death thus breaking the treaty which was really Zeus's plan all along so that he could move against the lower city and consolidate his power. so while they're deciding how they're going to handle whatever bullshit shitstorm storm <laughs> hits them next, um, Persephone gets a message that if she will just return to the upper city and play the role that she's supposed to and become Hera, then she can save the lower city and save Hades from, from suffering.
0: She gets that message from Demeter through Hermes.
1: Right, right. And, and then well, she sends sh- one back. Yes, she sends one back. We don't know exactly what it said until later. But she knows that Hades would be pissed, but she's she's going to decide to save him regardless. So she gets all dolled up in her queen of the underworld finest. It's like this silver and black gown. And she goes back across to Zeus's tower to say like, oh, honey, I'm home. Um, but In the meantime, she's tried to make a few allies to support Hades' cause. And it turns out the Demeter was more than willing to help do so. And they have the favor of about half of the ruling 13 um, to try to overthrow Zeus in a way. I don't know. How would you describe it? I don't remember. (laughs) Like I feel like was Persephone gonna
0: kill Zeus was that her plan like I I don't remember what her end game was other than Hades would be okay I'm um, gonna have that deal where Hades would make public appearances like she basically made a deal on Hades's behalf like Hades is gonna come out of the shadows and he's going to throw his power behind
1: Demeter. The
0: trio family
1: right but, right.
0: Zeus would still need to be deposed in some way.
1: Yes, which Demeter was in support of because she found him distasteful and felt like she could handle his son more effectively.
0: She basically told Persephone when she saw her again, dumbass, all you had to do was be married to him for a tiny bit of time and then we were going to poison the fucker. And then we would have been like riding high in society but you had to go and fucking run off and jump on Hades's dick so
1: (laughs) you you fumbled the bag but like not a great plan though not a good plan she still still has to be married to Zeus and presumably have sex with his gross ass
0: yes so um Demeter uh, is not the best planner, I think, and not a great parent.
1: No, I think we can agree on that.
0: (laughs) So Hades goes off to Olympus. He's basically like, fuck the treaty, like fuck everything at this point. Like I'm going in and he is helped by Hermes and Dionysus, Mm -hmm. who... He's never wanted to call them friends. They kind of just show up at his house and eat his food and drink his wine and
1: but they are friends. But they
0: are his friends. He always thinks that they're like secretly like incompetent spies for Zeus. <laughs> but in the end, when it comes down to picking a side, they pick Hades aside. Right. So
1: he goes
0: to Olympus and he has this confrontation with Zeus and yada yada and Zeus falls to his death and it's not Hades didn't push him but Hades didn't like save him either like it it was because of the fight it was because of the fight that Zeus fell to his death uh so
1: to be fair he's like wait stop because he's about to fall through the fucking shattered window but I mean he has a lot of questions with himself over whether he could have or should have done more
0: i mean i'm team kill the villain i'm team kill the va- bad guy like all these superhero shows when they don't kill the villain i'm like that's a loose end that you left behind
1: yeah kill a villain especially if he's a murderer and rapist so yes. let's just throw him out the top story so anyway they win they win yay <laughs> they win yay And Persephone decides to stay in Olympus with her newfound sort of independence and uh, investment in the lower city and her love for Mm -hmm. Hades.
0: And it ends with this great scene where they play out a, a scene that they had talked about doing really early on but Hades could tell that Persephone was like psyching herself up to do it, but wasn't quite ready. So Mm -hmm. he told the safe word and said, we're we're not doing it. But in the end, they do the scene where she is fully on display Mm -hmm. and they're putting on this show for the elite of Olympus. And it was very fun and very sexy. And I liked it a lot. And I've learned, I've confirmed that a thing (laughs) that I like is a man who likes to put on a show Mm. not necessarily in public but a man who likes to perform who likes to be theatrical sure yeah
1: So so that's it yay
0: okay who's your worst half
1: my worst half is probably persephone okay what I just think that she could have handled the fleeing from the lower city to the upper city to try to sabotage Zeus in a little bit different way, like giving Hades a little bit more of a heads up. Yeah. So he doesn't have to have a fucking heart attack when he sees her in the papers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I have a tender spot for both of them. So
0: yeah. How about you? Too. I'm going to say my worst half is Persephone just because I am in love with Hades. <laughs> I
1: can, you know, I can see that you, he, you do, you get into the CERN brunch daddy vibe. He's so mean. <laughs> but he's so sweet. He is. Yeah. He's so he's mean. Like
0: he's like a, so
1: sweet. He's like a cranky little sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I loved him so much and I, I'm gonna have to reread this at some point I was listening to the audiobook again didn't get that far into it before because I read this when it came out which mm-hmm. I think was a couple of months ago um
1: so we talked about our grievance do you have other things you want to add or do you want to talk about grievances about the myths
0: so I don't have grievances to add I do want to talk a little bit about the myths because I think the version of the myth that people are most familiar with is Hades stealing Persephone and Zeus plays a role in that myth because this makes it even grosser to think Mm. about in this story but Zeus is Persephone's father in a version of the myths
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: he wants to marry her off to Hades he basically wants to gift his daughter to Hades but he knows that Demeter will never agree to it so they kind of have to set a trap for Persephone to capture her so Mm -hmm. in the myth Demeter goes down into the underworld looking for her with Hecate and Hecate stays behind in the underworld because like she digs the vibe so she's (laughs) sort of like Persephone's like confidant in the underworld Mm -hmm. and Hades is like you've been really good to Persephone so like you can stay here like I have an apartment that's open and (laughs) (laughs) and you know you could just chill here and Katja's like yeah I think I'm gonna do that I I I like it here um (laughs) but yeah um I prefer the version of the myth that is Persephone wanted to see what else there was and Persephone sort of like wandered like Alice through the rabbit hole and she intentionally went down into the underworld because something had intrigued her and she then falls for Hades and intentionally stays behind and the pomegranates that she eats eats are so that she can stay in the underworld
1: right right
0: so i like the I version that. That her more agency
1: yeah i agree that's uh most of the mythological stories aren't inclined to give the female characters that much agency unless they're wielding it for wickedness. It seems.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I was thinking about so Zeus is such a bad guy in this, and Zeus is not good in the myths either, but none of He's the gods douche. are none of the gods are awesome. They all do some pretty <laughs> terrible things in the myths. So the way that I look at it as a pagan um, is who does this myth serve and in the cultural context, what were the powers that be trying to promote with these stories that they Mm -hmm. told everyone. So Zeus was a philanderer and he was all powerful and his wife would take it out on the women who he cheated with. So basically that sets up a power dynamic in society where men can do terrible things to their wives and Mm -hmm. it will only be the women who are punished. All the female deities are presented in a way that they're rash and frivolous and they just are in competition with each other constantly and that who does that serve Mm -hmm. that narrative serves so I really like myth retellings because I like to think okay if we took these characters and archetypes and we thought about them through a modern perspective then how would we see them and I feel like neon gods is how we would see Hades and Persephone we would see some a woman choosing a path that is different from what has been laid out to her and Mm -hmm. her not being led astray by the darkness but finding herself in the darkness and still keeping aspects of herself that don't mesh with that
1: right right absolutely so I don't know if we've actually listed out things that we love but what would, would that be your thing that you love <laughs> that
0: I love, it's that. A and I love retelling movies, and I love the actual sex 10 out of 10
1: <laughs> enjoyed it and
0: I loved um, my favorite thing about this book other than all that would be Hermes and Dionysus every time they showed up
1: I know so fun
0: they were very funny and Dionysus is just like a stoner type he's like eating pie (laughs) straight out of the plate in Hades' fridge and Hades is like at least he's using a fork this time and Hermes (laughs) is like really cool Kind of androgynous woman. like sometimes she's wearing men'swear. sometimes she's dressed in like short slinky dresses and she does incredible impersonations of people's voices and that's how she got the role as messenger to the 13. She's mm-hmm. like a recording of their voice. Right. How about you?
1: Well, she is my honorable sizzle. Me actually, too. I know that I know that the next book is not about her, but I wish it was. She's I'm very like charismatic. Yeah, I hope she does, Miss Robert. I just think, We're huh? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah i I was very interested in where the plot was going, and that's what really kept me into because I was not as into the scenes as I might have expected. But um, I I had to keep reading because I wanted to see how the plot would wind up. But that being said, my bookmarked scene is one of the sex scenes.
0: What's that?
1: So this is the throne scene, if you recall. So they're having one of their parties. Persephone gets a little shy about being on stage so they're both sitting on the throne Hades is thrown in the sex dungeon (laughs) and um Persephone kneels in front of the throne and you know does her thing Mm -hmm. and Hades is having these thoughts and feelings about it he's like she's amazing I don't want people to have this image of her as like subservient to me in some way.
0: Making her do it and that like he's, she's not enjoying it.
1: Right. So when she finishes, when he finishes, they switch spots. He places her on the throne and he gets down on his knees in front of her. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, Oh shit. Everyone <laughs>
0: was shocked. And then he like stands up and publicly claims
1: her, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he stands up in front of everyone and he says like, the show's fucking over. And let me clarify that we are, we're partners in this, you know, she we're, we're equals. It's not let I'm possessing her in some way. Like we're fully in this together. And it was very, hot and transgressive and also tender
0: I love him (laughs) I love him so much
1: do you have a bookmark scene and is it dirty
0: uh my dirty bookmark scene would have been the last scene where they finally have the big very exposed kind of um a little bit burlesque sort of scene mm-hmm. um they really play it up and i enjoyed that a lot and also on a more sweet note when they get the dogs and he asks her to name the dogs and she doesn't want to name the dogs for the same reason that he wants her to name the dogs because yeah. he wants a piece of her to be left when she goes
1: <laughs> she loves her It's so tender. (laughs) So good.
0: Okay. uh, How about fan casting?
1: So as usual, like very deep into the, the character list with casting, but for Hades, I had Keanu Reeves, Mr. Keanu Reeves. Another
0: and, Keanu Reeves appearance on this podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay but if I had to only pick one role for him it would be this one like if I couldn't fan cast him and anything else this is the one I would pick
0: interesting why Keanu
1: I can just that's just who I pictured the entire time I think he's got like the appropriate vibe he can be like a little Mm, crotchety, I guess maybe, but like also very sweet. He's played romantic lead like many times. I just think it works.
0: Keanu Reeves, as a human being, is incredible. When he poses for pictures with fans, if you look carefully, he will put his arm around their back and not touch their back.
1: He just hovers positioned
0: at a distance because he does not want to cross any boundaries. And I've heard that like he rides the bus in LA and that he routinely talks to homeless people and he's just like a dope dude. So yeah, I'm cool with that. I can see that.
1: For Persephone, I had Florence Pugh.
0: Excellent choice.
1: I think she could do the like playing a socialite type role, but also have the darker side and I think maybe it's a little bit of my impression of her personal life leaking into it too. I mean, she is dating an older man. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's maybe part of why I had her in my mind. Um, We
0: should say that I think that Hades is like in his 30s and Persephone's in her 20s, right? Yeah. It's not a crazy age gap, but it is, he is older.
1: She's like 24 and he's 36. 35.
0: Yeah. He's like maybe 10 to 12 years older than she is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've got. What about you?
0: All right. So for Hades, I pictured our uh, daddy darkling, Ben Barn, <laughs> the whole time. Um, go back and listen to our Shadow and Bone episode. He was so good as the darkling and he could basically play the exact same mannerisms to be Hades just in a modern wardrobe and not a kefta uh if not Ben mm. Barnes I think Michael B. Jordan would be a good Hades mm. okay I can because see that. Um, he is very attractive to look at and yes. know that he can play a sympathetic is he really a villain kind of villain
1: very true
0: from his role as Killmonger so for Persephone, I was all over the place and I felt like I could not beat your Florence Pugh pick. But I think another person who could pull it off would be Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. really talented and good at playing Sunny, as you can see from the um, earlier decade episodes of WandaVision. But clearly mm-hmm. she can play dark and powerful and confident as well. Yeah, Someone who will do anything for love. So... Very much she would bring the Wanda Maximoff energy to Persephone.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. That's a really good one. And then
0: I have a couple more. Um, For Hermes, this was kind of a last minute pick, and I re listened to the physical description of Hermes, and she is described as having dark curly hair and dark skin. So I cast either, I don't know if she can act. So she's going to be my second pick. My first pick would be Ashley Murray, who played Josie in Riverdale, because we know she can sing. So she's vocally talented. So she can maybe do the impersonations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that she's very waifish and could and pixie ish. And I feel like that's the vibe that I'm getting from this depiction of Hermes. And then my other pick would be maybe Willow Smith.
1: Ooh. Now, Willow Smith okay. has
0: a very edgy fashion sense, and she's very yes. experimental. And I feel like that would be good aesthetically for Hermes. And it, she also has the vocal talent. I just don't know what she's like as an actress.
1: Right. Yeah. And Ooh, I last, did not think of that at all.
0: My last two for Dionysus Bo Burnham, who I've only seen in his special inside, that exact Bo Burnham from inside. <laughs> change nothing <laughs> that's Dionysus
1: like don't even let him shower <laughs> don't
0: even let him shower like that exact dude is Dionysus <laughs> and I have a Demeter, and that's Melinda Clark who played Julie Cooper on the OC
1: Marissa's mom oh, okay a round of for you
0: what have you got for us to drink
1: So there may or may not have been mentions of food. I don't remember them, (laughs) but I do remember that Dionysus and Hermes were uh, pilfering through Hades' wine stores on a regular basis. So I thought I would share a wine that I've been enjoying. It is not highbrow, so be prepared. It's um, a summery wine that's called Frisk. It's described as a prickly Riesling. So it's a white wine and it's um, sparkling, but it's a Riesling. So it's not super duper sweet, but it is very light. And I like it very, very cold. And that's my recommendation. It's like 11-ish dollars. It's not expensive.
0: Very nice. And I feel like prickly sweet is a good description for Persephone and Hades.
1: Yes, indeed. Nicely tied in. Thank you. So are you going to do a reading for us?
0: I am. And I'm using a deck that I have not used on this podcast. And I haven't used it in general because I got this deck for a specific purpose. And I was honestly disappointed in it. Like, um, had a couple, I had to doctor some of the cards because they had typos. Because I think, yeah, I know, um, I don't know if I got a bad batch or what but it wasn't it wasn't cheap so I was really disappointed in it however the imagery is fucking bomb okay um, so it is the earthly delight tarot and it's this psychedelic erotic tarot with like incredibly graphic and cool images and then- <laughs> Like, okay, so I just flipped the deck over and here's the Ace of Wands.
1: Holy moly <laughs> <no, yes. laughs> Wow-wee.
0: Let's see. Let's pick another random one. But like, it reads is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it actually makes a lot of sense. Anyway, I am going to use this deck... pull for Hades and Persephone and we're doing a card for is that three that just came out no two came out we're gonna do one for Persephone one for Hades and one advice card
1: while you're shuffling I will give a couple of recommendations for listeners who might be super into mythology as I was Um, We've talked about this a million times, but The Rose by Tiffany Rice, we cannot speak highly enough of it. If you are, even if you're not well-versed in myths, you will super enjoy it. If you are well-versed in myths, then you will super duper enjoy it. Learned a lot
0: about mythology from that book.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Also, uh, Madeline Miller's Circe.
0: Masterpiece.
1: That is one of the greatest audiobooks I have ever listened to. Perdita Weeks is an amazing narrator. So I a thousand percent recommend that one. I'm going to read her Song of Achilles book next. And um, one tarot slash mythology recommendation there's an artist on Instagram. His handle is Girth of Venus, okay. and he is currently working on this very magical um, tarot deck where he ties in relevant mythological stories and characters into the imagery. So he's been working on that, and that will probably be available for purchase within the next few months.
0: I'm excited for that deck. It looks really cool. Yeah, same. I'm going to give a book recommendation, too, if you... Want to get into some of some older mythological material? I would recommend the Orphic Hymns by Patrick Dunn. It is a new translation for the occult practitioner. It's kind of an expensive book. It was forty dollars. Um, the ebook is not much cheaper, mm. but it has all these hymns for all the Greek deities that touch on a lot of their symbolism and it's it's very interesting and I love the one for Aphrodite it's absolutely beautiful um let's see I believe that there are Hades and Persephone ones I yes there's one for Persephone oh so they're in a row Hermes Persephone and Dionysus are back to back
1: wow (laughs) so
0: that's interesting I'll have to read those later but um really beautiful and poetic if you're interested in kind of older texts, if you're into mythology or paganism at all. Okay, oh. Meg. Pile uh, one, two, or three?
1: Three for Cerberus heads. Ah,
0: what good boys. <laughs> okay. So for... Persephone we have the knight of coins um and this one has a man with a horse head and a lady oh my Just doing what was it number 17 the spread eagle <laughs> <laughs> Was it number 17? I don't know.
1: I think so. I literally just listened to that yesterday.
0: <laughs> oh, I got to watch Chicago again. That's so good. Um, Knight of Coins, Knight of Pentacles is grounded and practical action. I think that, let's see. oh, I'm so smart. I have my book with the Rider-Waite imagery right here. So in the Rider-Waite tarot, uh, The Knight of Pentacles looks like, yeah, so he is the only knight in the tarot who is still, who's not in motion. So Persephone clearly is someone who makes plans. She had this whole plan for how she was going to escape Olympus. She made a plan for how she was going to fix this whole mess. So I believe that she is going to lean into her strategic side and Be integral in the running of the lower city and sort of integrating it and maybe like fixing any kind of inequities that have resulted from the lower city being cut off marginalized from olympus obviously hades has done a great job of caring for his people but if there's a whole city that people aren't supposed to go to and that has a stigma against it then i'm sure that they've suffered some consequences from that Uh, And I think Persephone would be subversive to the system of the 13 on the inside. So I'm curious to see how much she shows up in later books, especially since her sister Psyche is the heroine of book two.
1: Right, right.
0: So for Hades, we have the nine of coins and it shows a lady who is topless and she's got like a little bathing suit cover up Mm -hmm. and she's in a field, she's got a sun hat, she's just enjoying life, woman of leisure. I think that this is saying that Hades has worked really hard to execute his revenge on Zeus. And he sort of bided his time and built up his power in the lower city and built up some allies. And I kind of like, you know, tripped (laughs) and fell. Mm -hmm. So he didn't really execute his revenge on Zeus, but the outcome is the same. So I think that now he gets to actually enjoy life a little because he was a very sad, very cranky man before Persephone. Mm-hmm. And then advice, we have the Page of Cups. This one is just like a buff dude holding a cup with a fish, really similar to the rider weight one,
1: Mega yeah, we have a very large peck
0: very large peck. It is about messages of love. So I think that communication was so important in their relationship. And you see that in the kink, you see that Mm -hmm. in the way that they communicate and negotiate. And I think that that is their greatest strength going into a long-term relationship, being honest, vulnerable, and constantly publicly proclaiming their love to each other. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we love it
0: so that's what i've got
1: yay well done
0: did you love the book
1: let's see are we get put, giving it a smooch rating <clears throat> uh
0: you can so out of 10 smooches what would you give it
1: i think i would give it an eight
0: okay I'd give it a solid eight too
1: yeah i enjoyed it i will i would like to see those characters again and i would probably read the next one
0: i will definitely be reading the next one uh electric idol comes out in 2022 i think early 2022 i'll find the link to um release info and put that in the show notes and in the show notes you'll have links to the tarot deck that i used and um meg's wine recommendation we'll see if we can find a link to that sure And all of our socials will be listed. And you can also find us at makeoutalreadypod.com, which has been updated with a fresh new logo by our very talented friend, Molly.
1: She did an amazing job. And let it be known that Liz did all of our updating of our technology and our website. Two awesome ladies working on this project. And I think it looks really cool.
0: I'm very excited because Molly helped us on some other Uh, design projects that we're going to launch soon-ish tbd so keep an eye out all right thanks for listening and until next time air kisses